Hey friends, welcome to another unchaperoned segment of the Love Lead XL podcast. This is me running wild with my unchaperoned thoughts, sharing one-on-one with you. Today is all about how to cultivate unbreakable bonds and having healthy relationships in life and business. I'm warning you, I am not perfect and I am not holding back. Let's dive in. Okay, okay, so don't laugh at me, but... I was in therapy this week and the question from my therapist got brought up and she, I was mind blown at the question she asked me. And honestly, like I couldn't answer it. And I haven't been able to answer this question for at least like seven days. Here's what she asked me. She said, have you ever been in a fully fulfilling and supported relationship where you were loved respected, appreciated, and valued on a mutual level. Um, I'm pausing right now because I don't know if I can answer that question. So here's what I did. I got back, I thought about it, and then I Googled it. And here's what I Googled because I think it's really important that we figure out in general, what is a healthy relationship? This is friendships. This is romantic relationships. This is business relationships. This is employer to employee relationships. I say this all the time, but at the end of the day, when you strip everything else away, the only thing you have, if you don't have a title and a resume and bullet points and years worth of experience and accolades and like, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm like all these titles, like mom, sister, like brother, all the things. At the end of the day, when you're 80 years old, what do you got? You just have your relationships. And so I think this is probably going to be one of my favorite topics in finding out what Google has to say is, is our healthy tips for amazing relationships. Okay, so before we jump into what Google says, I have to kick this off by saying, first and foremost, you need to surround yourself with good humans. I'm talking like to the core, core values, moral compass, um, who really understands who you are. You know, one of the things that I think about when I look at building my team or the people that are in my life, or even like I have, you know, in the back of my mind, this board of directors that I have is, you know, where I am weak, who is strong? So like who can pick me up in the areas that I'm not so great at? One of the things that my CFO used to tell me a long time ago is he said, Kristen, you're really good at knowing what you don't know. You're really good at knowing what you don't know. And I think that if you can look inward sometimes and be like, you know what? I ain't good at this or I really don't know how to do that. And so like, Where can I lean on someone? Who can be a part of my board of directors to help me in this area when I'm not doing so well? And make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who have good, good, good moral values, who's got good core values and are just good humans. Because like, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if they ain't good, take the trash out. Like, bye. Ain't nobody got time for that. What did Jonathan say on this one podcast episode? Get the from around me. Like, ain't nobody got time for negative vibes. Good vibes only, good humans only. 
Now, I think once you get to the point where you do have these amazing relationships and friendships and people in your life, I think it is absolutely imperative that you nurture them. Have great conversations, deep conversations, get to know who this person is, what makes them tick, what makes them who they are. Honestly, guys, like love them through the messy, the good, the bad, support them through all of that, and then be there to celebrate all the joy and through the celebrations and life's biggest moments. I think through this too, it also takes having authenticity and vulnerability. I think those two go hand in hand because in order to express your ideas and and your honesty, you need to be able to expose yourself. And I know that sometimes that carries a risk of like, ooh, I don't want to get hurt. But at the end of the day, you got to peel back the layers. It's just like an onion. Like, I don't want to talk surface layer. Like, and I'm going to apologize in advance if you're hearing this and I see you at a networking meeting. Like, ask me how I am. And like, I'm going to go back three layers and tell you, but most people aren't going to do that. You know, like, I don't want to know just how you are. I want to know where you've been. What did you do last week? What are your goals in the next three months? Like, what do you have going on in your personal life? All those things are so important in human connection. Now, I did Google this piece and I want to share this with you because I think this is really important and I love the way they put these words together. It says, no matter what type of relationship we're talking about, be it a friendship, a family, romantic, vulnerability is the key to fostering a closer, deeper, authentic bond with any other person. It keeps us honest with each other and ourselves. It breaks down walls. It eliminates the potential for miscommunication, misunderstanding, and it allows us to be our whole selves, our whole selves. Vulnerability is when people willingly take the risk to reveal their emotional weaknesses. This emotional openness is essential in all healthy relationships as it paves the way for a deeper understanding and evokes the empathy necessary for healthy long-term relationships. Um, guess what? My number one fear is vulnerability. Let me read you a post that one of my DJs put on her Instagram story. And I wrote back with like the wide eyed emoji, like OMG. It says your value as a human being doesn't decrease when you can't show up as your best self. You're still the same powerful, capable person when you don't do any work at all. Instead of constantly trying to prove your worth, understand your inherent value. Start there. I was mind blown because I feel like when it comes to vulnerability and why me personally, like I'm like, oh, I can't open up. Like I can't show who I am because like, guys, I'm messy. Like I like may make a cute Instagram post and like what I'm DJing, like, oh, I, I can be a vibe, but like I am messy and I know I'm not the only one. And and I I don't know if you're the type of person where you look at the world and you're like, I have to be perfect. Or like, I see that someone is doing this. Oh, I I have to show up looking like that. And if not, then you like don't show up at all. Here's what I really love. When I commented on her Instagram, she wrote back and she said, I know it's the perfectionist idea that taught us that we have to be on at every moment, but people aren't perfect and never will be. The people around you that love you will accept you at your worst. Don't retreat, but give yourself alone time if you need it. Accept accept yourself at all points, highs and lows. And then this was really cute. She said, that's what drew me to you, your realness. And realness means sometimes we aren't our best selves. 
I think while we're talking about this, I think we all fear that if we tell the truth or share how we are honestly feeling, (gasps) someone's going to be like upset with us or they're not going to like us or there may be temporary or, you know, emotions that you got to deal with. And you know what? As much as I'm like, I ain't in a time block right now, so I ain't got time for emotions. Listen, at the end of the day, as humans, what make us what makes us human is we are hardwired, hardwired guys. As humans, we are hardwired for connection and relationships. And the only way to break through that is to be vulnerable, be honest, and show your emotions. When we deny speaking our truth, we are disconnected from others' lives. We're not cultivating genuine, authentic relationships. And guys, I know that's scary sometimes. But if you don't do this, you're going to feel isolated. You're going to feel lonely. And I think it also sends a message to ourselves that our thoughts, our feelings, our needs, our wants are not valid. And that's just simply not true. Before others can possibly invalidate our experience, we, we do it to ourselves. So... Our feelings cannot be acknowledged and needs cannot be met if we are not at bare minimum expressing them. So I encourage you to be vulnerable, be honest, and the next time someone says, how are you, tell them. Maybe that starts a conversation. Oh my God. Okay, let me give you an example. So I my phone rang a couple weeks ago and someone said, I have a question for you and be honest with me. I was like, oh boy, (laughs) here we go. So they asked me this question and you know what? In another life, I would be like, "Mm, I can't share. I can't be honest. But you know what? I was vulnerable. I was 100% open. I shared my life experience. Two weeks later, I got a phone call and this person said, you changed my life. That right there is creating authentic, long-lasting relationships. So let's talk about nurturing these relationships for a minute. You know, I've spoken on stage at Midwest DJs Live, and I know half of you make fun of me all the time when I'm like, oh, no, no, we need to go on another date. Like, I need a little bit more time. Or like, you know, I I talk about in sales how you need to be dating your clients and how like when they... Uh, send you a request for information, like that's date number one. That's like, oh, boo-boo, I swipe right or what left or I don't even know how that works, but let's just start a conversation. Then you have to start dating someone and then you go out with them, you have one conversation and then that conversation leads to like a, you know, let's follow each other on Instagram. I want to see into your life a little bit. Like you got to nurture these things, you guys. And and what that means is that relationships, they flourish slowly, So just like a flower in the garden, like, first of all, I don't garden. I got a brown thumb. Maybe one day I'll learn it. It'll be green and I'll have all these gardens and I'll Instagram them. But for right now, it's not. But theoretically, you've got a flower in a garden. You plant the seed. You got to water it. Here's the thing. I know we all want to like take the sun out of the sky, put it right on the flower in the very next day. It has a bloom on it, but that's just not how that works. You can't increase the sun exposure for it to grow faster. It needs seasons. It needs watering. It needs fertilizer. And it needs bits of sun so that it can, can it, it can flourish. I mean, if not, if you literally take the sun, increase it, put it right on the flower, you literally burn it. And like, I'm not trying to burn relationships over here. So when I asked Google, let me see what I asked Google. Hold, please. Okay, so I Googled how to have good, healthy relationships. <laughs> okay, so when I Googled this, it says, 
Healthy relationships have been shown to increase our happiness, improve health, and reduce stress. Um, yes. Can those all be like annual goals, life goals, and like all the things? The answer is yes. I'm just going to tell you yes. Okay. So number one, it says keep expectations realistic. No one can be everything we might want them to be. Healthy relationships means accepting people as they are and trying not to change them. Oh my goodness gracious. Like, do you know how many times I've been in an employer-employee relationship and, you know, I see the best in someone and I'm like, ooh, but I know they can do this and I know they can do that. We have to accept each other's strengths. We have to understand our weaknesses. And you know what? We have to love each other through our weaknesses. If you're going to love someone for all their good, bro, bro, you got to take all the bad too. And you got to embrace that. And you can coach someone through that and you can teach them through that. And nurture them. And when they fall on their face, be like, I got you, you know? So set realistic expectations. Number two, it says talk with each other. It cannot be said enough. Communication is essential to healthy relationships, all the relationships. So take your time. I think for me, the biggest tip I can give when it comes to communication is allowing yourself the space to be vulnerable. And here's what I mean by that. When you are communi- when two humans are communicating, if someone really has something to say, number one, you've got to actively listen. And when you're actively listening, that means that you're not thinking of the rebuttal you're about to say. That means that you have literally said to yourself, okay, Kristen, I'm not thinking about Kristen right now. I'm in Kristen land. I'm going to walk across this bridge. I'm going to get to the other side into, let's say I'm having a conversation with Casey. Now I'm in Casey's land and I am here at 100% to hear everything you have to say with an open heart and open mind, period. And then when I get there and she tells me what she wants to tell me, I need to dig deeper because maybe the first thing she is saying isn't really what she wants to say and we got to get to the core of it. So she says what she wants to say, and then I say, tell me more. Okay, so then she goes a little bit deeper and then say, tell me more about that. And once you do that a couple of times, you get truly to the core of what someone really wants to tell you. So in the article online, it says, take your time and really be there. And so what I just explained to you is how you can take your time, how you can really be there for someone. And genuinely listen. Like I said, don't interrupt or plan what you're going to say next. Try to fully understand this person from their perspective. And that might mean you need to take your bomb ass shoes off and leave them on the other side of the bridge. Walk across the bridge. Be like, can I borrow your shoes real quick? They're standing barefoot. You put their shoes on and really listen to them. Their environments are different. Their upbringings are different. The things that are going on in their life are different. So like, When you're listening to someone, you have to listen from their perspective. And of course, you know, you can ask questions like, what do you mean by that? How did, how, how does that make you feel? Why, why is it that you're telling me this? What is important about what you're telling me that I need to understand? Ask them about their experiences, their feelings, their opinions, their interests. 
Let me give you an example of this. So I was on a bike ride the other day and I was having a conversation with someone and we were talking about managing a team. And and I think at one point in my career, I was almost too open. And, you know, there's some things as a business owner that when it comes to running the business, as far as like liabilities, risks and things like that, shouldn't be worries that employees should have, right? Like if you're an employee, you should have fun. You should make a lot of money have fun while you're doing it, but you don't assume all those risks. And so at one point in time, I think I definitely overshared. Then I went into another season of myself as a leader and a manager where I didn't share at all. I cut myself off. I added a layer of management and no one ever had access to me. And then even through that, you know, I trial and error, I got to the point where I'm like, can I just be a happy medium on this? Like, I don't think Truly, truly, truly. And I know everyone has a different management and leadership style, but I truly don't think that I could be this the quote unquote leader I am without doing it with my heart. And so that means to me, sometimes I need to leave Kristen, like some, let's say something happens at an event and I've got to talk to a DJ. I am not able to make decisions as a leader without having a conversation first. Now, I'm not saying I haven't done that before. Oh, I've done it. And then I've made some decisions. And then I'm like, oh my God, Kristen, that was a little bit harsh. I think what I I love better about myself is when I take a step back and I say, hey, let's chat about what happened that night, right? And then I say to myself, okay, is there anything going on in your world? How's life? How's family? And I, I think that when when you're talking to people that you're working with, let's say it's a vendor. Let's say you don't have employees, and let's say they, they made a decision to do something that made you really mad on the event day. Like maybe just sitting down with them during that, you know, 15 minute dinner break as vendors and be like, how's life? Like what's going on? And and when, it, when you're able to pull back the curtain and understand what's going on in people's life, it gives you perspective and it gives you a little bit of understanding of another human. And maybe they didn't mean to make that decision, but that's just kind of a part of that. Right. And so I think that's one of those things where, again, when you cross the bridge, take your shoes off, give yourself perspective and really lean in, you know, to what that person is saying. And I think when you add to this piece of, okay, be flexible while you're doing all that. It's, it's natural to feel uneasy about changes if you if you do need to maybe make some small adjustments or like, oh, that's how I make that person feel. Mm, maybe you don't want to do that again, you know? Healthy relationships allow for change and growth and evolution. I think this is the perfect time to mention uh, what this article says is number four is take care of yourself too, you guys. I say this all the time. You can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourselves. Healthy relationships are mutual and there's room for everyone's needs. Like I do my best every single year to at least sit down with every single one of my team members and have what I call an alignment meeting. And truly the only agenda to this is how are you? Did you accomplish your goals from last year? What are your goals in the next 12 months? And how can I help you bring those goals and those dreams to life? And literally that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, aren't we all just trying to help each other grow and get better and reach our dreams and like do all the fun things? I mean, yes. 
Okay, this one is the most important of all. If you hear nothing else, you've got to be dependable and you've got to be consistent. If you make plans with someone, follow through. If you take on a responsibility, complete it. Healthy relationships are all about trustworthiness, period. Like, I don't care if this is in your personal life, especially in your professional life, if you are newly dating someone, if you've been married forever, like if it's a new vendor you meet, maybe it's a colleague from across the United States and they're like, hey, I want to help you with this project. Maybe it's this new graphic designer that you found on Instagram that you're like, oh my God, love, want to work with this person. Like you've got to follow through. You've got to take responsibility. You've got to build that trust. And the only thing that's going to build trust is being dependable and showing up consistently to, you know, I would consider a high level of standard every single time. Now, let's talk about this for a minute because in any relationship, you are going to have disagreements, debates, or things you don't agree on. And so I think about some of my friends who are married and doing business together like I once was. Um, And I think what you've got to do when it comes to those situations is, again, you've got to take a step back. Like, You know, if I Google this, which I did, uh, cool down before talking. So take a couple steps back and be like, man, what does my partner really need? And is this business or is this life? Just like I said earlier, I think sometimes that when issues come up or disagreements come up, it's not the surface level issue that is the real deal. Sometimes it's something else. So like... Maybe in the office place, there might be an issue that comes up, whether that's with your spouse that you're working with or, you know, maybe an employee, but you've really got to peel back the layers and be like, okay, what really is the issue here and why is that aggravating this person, you know? But that takes a lot of, I guess, self-awareness to be like, "Mm," and also like awareness to be like, let me pause, let me breathe and not react because so many people in a debate or a conflict or a disagreement when you're sitting across Zoom because you're in an association meeting and you're like, why did this person just say that? Like, what? Sometimes you just have to like not say anything at all and be like, okay, where is this coming from? What is the purpose? And why are they saying that? What is it that this person needs? And how can I help them facilitate them through the needs? And then I think at the end of the day, like, let's just call this conflict resolution or for lack of a better word, conflict resolution is, is look at a situation and say, okay, so here are the issues that we have. Let's talk about what are the possible solutions or, you know, things that we need to get over for these obstacles. And how do we make this mutually beneficial for the both of us? I remember one time when I was sitting in one of my Sandler sales training classes And I printed this quote out and it stayed on the top of my desktop for probably three years. And it said, let's figure out together how we move forward in this. And I actually wrote that down because I needed to remind myself throughout the sales process of talking with clients, like how, how together do we work through this? Right? Cause I'm thinking, you know, if someone wants to, you know, book us for DJ and photo booth and, you know, I'm over here and they're over there, it's like, no, no, like how together can we do this? You know, 
Now, the last two tips here are, I think, actually maybe some of my favorite other than this whole entire episode, but it says healthy relationships are a process. And I absolutely love that because my word of the year is grace. And there have been many times that I have made mistakes in relationships, be that friendships or, you know, past relationships or things like that. But I think what it comes down to is it takes time to meet people and get to know them because healthy relationships can be learned, they can be practiced, and they can get better. So if we take all the tips that we just talked about with communication and being open and listening, that can all be a part of the process to make your business partnerships, your business development relationships, your your friendships, um, they can continue to get better and better and better. And then finally, what I would leave yourself with is just be yourself. It is exhausting to not be that. Be your authentic self every time you show up, whether you need to show up for a friend, a brunch, an event that you're facilitating or entertaining for, whether you need to show up for a team meeting, just be yourself. It's much easier. It's much more fun to be authentic, to to pretend to be something or someone else. Because at the end of the day, friends, healthy relationships are made of real people. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to the Love Lead XL podcast. For more inspiration, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts and follow me, Kristen, on Instagram at meetkristen. Until next time, I empower you to continue to love what you do, lead by example, and excel at it all.